movies. We watch movies. You listen to us talk about movies that we watched without you. It's beautiful. Thanks. Now this is podcasting. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Super Films Cast 64. This is the one and only podcast where me and Adam talk about movies, and it's been a strange, strange times, Adam, right? Yeah, it's been a, it's, it's been a summer, Trey. We've been, we've been going, we've been watching Summer Sandman this week. Sandman's kick to the curb. You're going to have to wait till next, I don't know if it's next week or when we're going to do it, but Jack and Jill, you're going to have to wait on that one. We'll give you an extra week to watch it, but we got some new shit. Whoa, what, 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 what? New movies, Adam? This is unprecedented in these rony, difficult, strange times we're in. They're back. New movies are back. Movies are back. They're back. We got some. Trey... I got to sit in a theater. I did too. How was Did your... you get personally thanked for being a member of the Stubbs A-list? <laughs> no, but I got a commercial convincing me that watching movies on your TV sucks and you better come to the theater more. Because that's Which which one was that? I don't know if I, you Where pro- I was did you at, go? I was went to a Cinemark. Tinseltown. Okay. USA Plano. Gotcha. Service Road to Tollway just north of Parker Road. Uh, movie phone specific, very specific on movie phone, and yeah. So my roommate, buddy, actually rented out a theater and had like ten people in there. So uh, I, there weren't any previews. I don't know if that was just because it was a private screening. But that would be because no... I or it's a Cinemark thing because I had a good forty forty five minutes of them. Forty five minutes. I don't. That's okay. too much. Okay. Twenty five. What what did what did they preview? Uh, a bunch of stuff coming out. They previewed the preview for Dune. They okay. said coming out. I think it's actually coming out today, the day that oh, we're wow. recording this. Okay. Now, uh, let me see. There was Dune. There was a movie with Jesse Plemons, uh, with Lakeith Stanfield, where he infiltrates the Black Panthers. Okay. Um. I think I saw and that. And then there was, and then there was some bad. There's plenty of bad stuff, but those were the two maybe, things. That maybe maybe I, was... I missed the previews because I think I went in. You know what? Maybe I missed the previews because I think we got in a little late or on the Uh-oh. nose, and then fashionable. I usually like Just to catch the previews, in. though. You know, uh, and then I went to the bathroom and came back, so I might have missed the previews. But I do remember. And so that's seeing... a good. That's a good twenty-three minutes. When Trey yeah, asked bathroom, to... yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we went to we both went to Narrow go see New Mutants. New Mutants, Adam. What did you think? Oh, I missed the old mutants. <laughs> no, Trey. We went. We went. We saw Tenet. We did the new Christopher the Nolan movie, movie theater savior. It was the same. Made uh, twenty million in the box office this week. The savior of movies, right? Tenet. Yeah. Adam. And yep. And one sentence describe Tenet for me. 
I think I could actually probably describe it better in one sentence than I could in <laughs> more one sentences. One? Okay. Yeah, What's... it's... Uh, let's see. So, it's James Bond, but he can go backward and forward in time. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is the simplest them. one. Yes. <laughs> because he doesn't have an accent or because or he you couldn't understand him. Or the sound mixing was so bad you can't understand any of the dialogue. I think that was a choice, though, by Nolan at times because they're like wearing scuba gear and having conversations. You know, so... Well, that I mean, that is a classic Nolan thing. It is. Is that it's just like hard to understand people. I don't, I don't think I had issues under... Like being able to hear the words that they were saying i did have issues making sense of what anything meant <laughs> i so today today's movies we're going to talk about tenant we're going to talk about uh the netflix movie i'm thinking of ending things and uh bill and ted face the music so those are those are our three new movies um after the summer of sandman i have to say Watching these three movies, I'm worried that Summer of Sandman may have fried my brain Maybe. and I cannot and I cannot understand normal movies now. Okay, so you're all right, because look, I like to brag to people who are like, I didn't get inception. I'm like, bruh, I got that first try. That that was nothing. But listen I'm like watching this and I'm like, Oh, am I am I dumb? Am I getting dumb? Am I am I am I am I dumb guy now? Am I do I just need to go watch Jack and Jill? Because I'm like, I can't follow this. I'm just, I had a hard time following what was going on exactly and what the point of the plot was. I think I think that's more of what it was. I mm-hmm. understood what was happening. Yeah. I, I think for the most part. Yeah, I, I didn't I understood, really like, understand okay, the point. There was not really a motivation why. Right. It's just you knew it was some end of the world thing and we're going, you know, and and the different people he visited. I didn't necessarily understand why he was going to this person. I I got. Yes. Like I understood all the connections. But then. I mean. If you're watching this to think like, first of all, going into the movie theater saying, I mean, I'm this is dramatic, but I'm risking my life to see this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> More so than in general. You're I understand risking your health. Very, very You're small risking chance. your health to see this movie. I think that's appropriate. I'm in I'm in good health. Uh you never know I, I what would this say thing it, it's does. It's riskier to you. than other times. Whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. riskier than watching a movie Not, at home. And there, there so, was more risk watching this than watching <laughs> Bill and Ted last night. <laughs> Woof, but uh, <laughs> did that do more damage? <laughs> I liked so, it. I don't know what you thought. Tenant, I like I followed things, and it I is talking. I can pick up on things. Yes. It, it, there's just so much like wrong with it. It's just like talking nonstop mm-hmm. every single second of this movie is filled with some sort of exposition right and i guess i mean i don't want to spoil too much for people with this because i i assume you're maybe 20 million dollars that's not not... very many people going to see it 
but I don't know if you're listening to a movie podcast, maybe you've already seen it. But then there's like a point where they're crashing a plane, and this is like halfway through, so it's not really that important. It's kind of the not even halfway almost. through. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like the first big action beat, honestly, right? Yeah, they're this crashing is, yeah. a plane into a hangar in order to steal a drawing in order to get somebody on their side who doesn't really have much to do with anything. Right. Her husband does. Yes. They're trying to motivate her to get to the husband and, who's kind of the the villain. Right. And right. that's like early in the movie. Yeah. And it's like we're very we're on strings here getting to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to this point and it doesn't really get much <laughs> i i mean not the again i think the very end that big climactic ending i am like wait a minute what are they doing why are they all doing this right now like that yeah. was like oh i i don't know where we made this leap but i guess it looks cool that's and that's what it is. This mm-hmm. movie is built around the concept of I want to have some stuff in reverse. Yeah, and, and, and it I, was like it was like Christopher Nolan sat down and said, "All right, I think it looks cool to have things in reverse," mm-hmm. and no doubt it does. It looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he does some cool and then paradoxal time travel stuff that i dig i really like it which is maybe yep. why i put it a little higher than you did um i, I don't know you probably like it too like uh, but, but it, there, there's there's certain things that are like oh this is really cool if you had done a lot sure. more of it i think i would have liked this a lot more if if you had done more of some things and less just explaining yeah. it's like it was like okay so we have basically everything's based around almost like a pivot in time Mm -hmm. where you go into this pivot, you're going forward, you leave it, you're going backward in time. The whole concern that John David Washington is trying to stop is that people are sending objects back in time from the future that could be used to damage the future and all this kind of stuff. It's a bit like like Looper, 12 Monkeys kind of time travel stuff, yeah. For sure. You've you've seen similar concepts yeah. before. Except this one, I guess what makes it different is that you're literally going backward yes. in time until you hit the pivot again. Right. So, you know, there are bullet holes in the window and then they get sucked back into the gun. Um you people like you have to walk differently and stuff like that as you go through. It's all really cool, I think. Yeah. Um that stuff i think chris nolan was like okay if we're gonna do this how how we do this and he sat in a room full of people and everybody said well what about this well how would this work in that well how would this work in that and he got way too concerned with making his thing make sense Mm -hmm. almost and explaining his little time pivot world than he did making any characters interesting at all. Isn't, isn't um, that sort of what 
um, Interstellar was. Like he, he really worked hard to make everything make sense in science. But there was still and like so an emotional a, no, no, core yes. to yeah. it. But he definitely has a thing now where he's trying to make things make total sense. And that was, uh, I think, a lot of people's big criticism with Dunkirk is that, oh, none of the characters yeah. have any personality or anything. And it you don't really have any sort of connection to everybody. They all look the same. There's mm-hmm. nothing. They like all have that, black which hair. Is not, yeah, right. I mean, there's there's not explaining in Dunkirk because right. in Dunkirk it's easy. You're in World War Two and right. they are trying not to get killed by Nazis, and that's and that's it. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. This there's like a secret, like they didn't even make it as simple as the hey, this is the CIA or something like that. Where yeah, like, it's okay, some, right. I can grasp that. It's some sort of outside of the CIA yeah. agency and. Then there's just like all these secret societies that you have no into except for these conversations that are happening a mile a minute all the time. And it's just it's just so dense. And some people are like, well, I mean, I could see, you know, watching it a few times. I I don't think watching it multiple times is going to help my enjoyment of this movie. Like I, I would I, rather have a movie that has a strong like emotional core and maybe I don't understand the details as much and then mm-hmm. I can go back and revisit those. Whereas this, it's like the details are the only thing that matters. Right. And, and, and it felt like I'm kind of having to borrow from other movies to kind of understand what's going on. Um, a lot of the stuff like at the end, again... It's a lot of not understanding and just having to take the context clues to figure it out. Like with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, her talk. Because I don't want to spoil it. We can't really spoil it. But there's just a few plot points where I'm just thinking, all right, this this is probably what it is. And then I went back and read it. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is what it was. Or this is what it was. And, and uh-huh. it's just sort of having to take like, okay, this is time travel. So that means this, this, and this. And... Um, and then, like, there was some, th- some things that I thought were going to happen that didn't. Uh, I thought we were going to kind of loop it around. Like, we're going to go back to the way right. beginning, but that didn't come That's, to fruition. It, and I felt like I had a good concept of that at the very beginning. I was yeah. like, okay, I get what this is. Yeah. And so I'm going to be looking for details for this stuff. And some of them, a lot of them did come back. But yeah. just it, it didn't come full, like you were saying, full circle like I thought it was going mm-hmm. to. Where like maybe the, there would have been something big, yeah. kind of like before the beginning, that would have been. I a guess kind explainer. of it did because you did see that one detail, but that wasn't right. what you're exactly. right, which is which is good, but also, I mean, I don't want to say it comes out of nowhere because it 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 is like there is a little whatever, not Easter egg, but clue, a hint at it. But yeah. there's there's nothing about. I guess, and just me talking with you, there's nothing about that that character that it becomes any more interesting. Right. <laughs> I guess. Like, I think the interesting in the thing movie, is it's a, it's like, a paradox, but that's about yes. it. Deals with paradoxes, which I find fun. But but again, like as you were saying, it's the characters, right? You got to care about the characters to care about the paradox. That's right, why, exactly. not to bring it back to Lost... But Lost did a really good paradox time travel thing in their fifth season, where there was a um, there was a, a compass that mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season a character gives it to one character, 
in like the present and then in the past that character gives it back to that character and because you know right. these characters you care about this compass you know and you mm-hmm. care about why these characters are, are going through time this one not so much the characters aren't really there i think um uh jo- david john well i'm sorry <laughs> Denzel john Washington. david washington john david washington was really good i think he he sounds Man, I and looks just like his dad i think he, he does just, yeah but like part of his thing is that he's like and again not to be like whatever that review that we were making fun of a while ago that was like this is a humorless movie it's like yeah it's not supposed to be humor but like personality nothing like he's just delivering lines like it's it's not like it's just exp- he's just explaining constantly I, I guess he was good at being a james bond like character but yeah for sure you know. and i could see that but like without any of the like fun james bonds like there was nah, no like like character stuff yeah, like, was... where he, he's like has a personality and stuff mm-hmm. there's no he's James just Bond kind of quips. like generic guy i would say that the character that has the most development is elizabeth debicki mm-hmm. i would say and even her thing like there's a nice moment for her at the end and that I think is the one thing that ties together the best in this movie, but it doesn't really make sense about <laughs> what's going on outside of that. No, that and and her whole motivation is not this big end of the world deal. It's like a very personal they, thing, but that's like, t- you know, it's it, there's a line she her, says, there's a line she says that like I'm going to I'm going to say it. It's it's so bad. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, this is this could destroy the whole world. Okay, yeah. And she says, including my son. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was just yeah, about to say it was, that. Because it yeah. stands out as so bad. And there's yeah. a handful of lines yes. that are so bad. Your son bad will die if it's the whole world. Yes, You're everyone right. <laughs> will die. And no, your son is fine. <laughs> yes, he will be okay. He will be fine. Just it's, the rest of us. God, it's so bad. And then there's like... A handful of other groany lines where, uh, like, John David Washington's like, oh, guess I'll have to buy me dinner first. Yeah. When the guy's, like, <laughs> patting him down. And that's, like, the only attempt at a joke in the entire movie. Uh, the guy, whatever, six seats down from me, laughed at that. And I was like, this is what I miss about being in theaters. <laughs> like the fucking worst joke of all time gets a, a big laugh from the back oh, row. <laughs> I was once molested at a flight uh, thing before. So I mean, that's funny to me. Yeah. You, you like that one <laughs> because you buy a dinner and, and then you put out, that's how it works. That's how it works. South Park. And also South Park had a better version of that, of that one with the Cartman saying, Hey Matt, yeah, but uh, for uh, why don't you uh, lie down your face for you? Fuck me in the ass! It's funny. It's South Park, so it's funny because oh. they're, they're, they're like 10 and they're cussing. <laughs> and they're know? naughty. They're naughty. They're naughty boys. Naughty boys. Uh, um, they're, the movie looks great. Yeah. It's it really cool. I, the like red blue aesthetic in that one scene where you cannot understand a single thing because mm-hmm. you have <laughs> the audio a, a being screen. played being played yeah. backwards 
and then it's like being translated into four words, but it goes over at the same time, so you can't hear anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like noise. Uh, but it looks awesome. Like there's a ton of stuff in this movie that looks great. The score is pretty great. Score is really good. I was taking note. It, it's almost had sort of a, a synth because it wasn't. It was not. Um, the guy he used. Uh, um, freaking uh, what's his name? Zimmer. Zimmer. It was not Hans Zimmer. It was another guy because I guess Hans Zimmer's doing like Dune or something, uh, hmm. and so it's another guy. But it had like kind of a synthy kind of thing to it, which I really dug, you know. And it like is constant in the movie. Yeah, it's like driving it to try to make the just like dialogue scenes seem like they have some sort of forward <laughs> momentum to them. I don't think Robert Pattinson is bad in this movie. He's just kind of there, but like. It's not super interesting to me. I think this is Nolan's worst movie, and I don't and I don't particularly think it's close. We'll see what else he's done. I think yeah, you might be right. I think people are comparing it to Inception, but I think with Inception though, it's you have you know, and, and you could almost compare this to. I know we're doing this last, but I'm thinking of ending things. I think well, I, the, I, I think those I, two movies are pretty comparable i think um i think you know with uh with uh, charlie kaufman's uh internal sunshine of the spotless mind that's that's nolan's inception where it's a very high concept but it's for some but it's also very uh accessible you know like you can right. you can get the general idea and it, it's fun and it's done in a fun way and it has good characters and you can get into it whereas i think these two movies, and we'll get to that. The, the think of anything later. It's a little more obtuse. It's very obtuse, and you really right. have to read about it and kind of look it up and see what exactly it was trying to say or do. And I don't want to do that. No, don't want to do that. Screw that. Yeah, it probably. I mean, thinking and, of this, this movie, I, like, I wasn't like, as I wasn't as big a fan of Dunkirk as everyone else. But I just, I'm just not a war movie guy. I, I enjoyed the, uh, I enjoyed the, you know, the battle scenes and all that. But I'm just not a war movie guy. But I, I, I think this, I think Dunkirk was way better than this. Yeah, because Dunkirk has like, it's Nolan time thing, which mm -hmm. he, that's his thing now. Yeah. Is, all right. I'm going to do some funky time stuff. And Dunkirk goes where you watch it and you figure it out and it makes sense. And then you're like, ooh, I'm excited to rewatch it again. Well, you this, know what? Uh, the Dark Knight Rises had that time thing where Batman regained the use of his legs in like a day. So, yeah. He's been doing that for a while. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, I know yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Memento, yeah. where that's, that's a whole time thing. And. All, all those things you have, you know, Interstellar. It loops back around in a mm -hmm. in a time way. It's this is it's just not something I want to revisit because it's not like I don't know. I don't feel like it was like there was fun things for me to dig into. It was just just dense for the sake of being dense yeah i wish there's a little more character in it really you know a little more um 
something to latch on to. I'm with you there. So, Trey, Tenant, what'd you give it? I believe I gave it a three out of five. So that's a good. I I gave it a two out of five. I saw that. That's fair. That's fair. I think I might rate things a little higher than you do in general. So that's about fair. Okay. Um, I would I would say subpar movie. Yeah, it's not Don't. his best movie. I would wait for it. I would wait and then put subtitles on. Because I thought the <laughs> yes. I thought the I thought the part at the beginning and then the middle was really cool. And if the whole movie was stuff like that, I, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Oh, reveal? for sure. That yeah. opening scene, like rules. And, 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 and it, the scene after the um, the plane crashes into the container. Right. And then the reveal of it, that was like, great. Yeah. It's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And. And like the last scene is awesome as well, visually and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just like, but like when they're like exchanging, but like, the, like like you were saying, like yeah. what are you what are you doing? Yeah, like I didn't know what they're doing. They're just jumping around and yeah. fighting people. It's like, well, okay, what's the purpose? <laughs> anyway, uh, Adam, we watched Bill and Ted's Face the Music last night on the Amazon yeah, we Primes. Did. I decided I'm not going to yeah, torrent is... it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to share it with my friend Adam. Who there also you go. Bought it. We so. uh you're so uh I don't know, just <laughs> uh yeah, Bill and Ted face the music. <laughs> Probably should have torn it. <laughs> uh, boy. Um, oh boy. Look. Let's so people are like, "Hey, studios don't know what people want." And then People crowdfunded a bunch of money for this movie, and they were like, all right, I guess people want this. People shouldn't have wanted this. People are fucking dumb. <laughs> I did not don't hate un- it as much as you did, but I did not like it as much as I like the other two Bill and Ted movies by a mile. And I think there's a I, lot of reasons. Just I liked the, the daughters. Basic- if they had just made a movie about the daughters, I think that might have been good. Because I think the weakest parts were Bill and Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because it's weird now. Like, they were already at a point in in the original movies. They're like, okay, like they're kids and they're, but they are acting exactly the same. It's not like they've gone, they've had these families and things. Like, the idea is that, like, at the end of, um, what is it? Bogus Journey? Yeah, they, Bogus Journey. They make, they make the song that unites the world. But at the beginning of this movie, they're like, actually, it did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now they're like adults with kids, but they still act the same way they did in the early movie. And it's just like, come on. I don't want to see, like, it's so sad. To see Alex Winter doing the same thing after all this time. Well, he hasn't had much of a... I mean, he's been doing directing well, that, stuff. But that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's like, oh, this is like your one thing. <laughs> I don't it's know sad. about that. I think he was having fun. I think they were having he, fun. He was... They were having fun. They for sure were having yeah. fun. Did I... Was I having fun watching <laughs> them have fun? Maybe not. Um, not, as, not so much. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, good for them. If they want to get together, they want to have a pal around movie. Great. Good for them. Uh, I don't have to like that movie. <laughs> like right. uh, that can be one that's for you to I mean, technically that's relive the, right? the old days. That's grown ups. Right. Pal exactly. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we did say in the middle of this movie, there's one point where they jump into the future and see, uh, Keanu and Alex winter. They're like all jacked from being in prison and they have like a beard and a mohawk and all kinds of tattoos and stuff. And I think we both said this is the best they've looked the entire movie. <laughs> they look kind of normal in a weird way. Uh, they... It just, it's, it's, Alex Winter's just a goofy looking guy in general. And, but he looks old now. And then Keanu Reeves. So old. He's like, he, he needs to have a beard at all times, first of all. Because he looks like a, an, an old, old Eskimo lady now. He's he's he looks a little, you know, like what all those memes where it's like Keanu Reeves is a vampire. He doesn't age, bro. He's aged. He just he just covers it up with facial hair. He's uh, you know, he's 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 looking weird. And and hey, all right, I watched the red letter media of the movie. I think only a part uh-huh. of it because it's like three hours long. Uh, and I, or maybe it's not. I forgot. But um, they brought up a good point that I think maybe explains it. So Keanu Reeves was just very odd in the movie and it wasn't like he was like mailing it in. It was just, he seemed off. And I think it's just, he's lost that kind of dude guy, you know, because that was like the first half of his career. 50, he's well, yeah. 50 some years old. Like right. it's, it's weird. It is weird. Like, and like, that was the first half of his career too was, He's this kind of surfer dude, kind of pretty boy dude, and then the Matrix happened, and now he's John Wick. Like he's cool guy. He's yeah, you know, he's not this just like kind of idiot anymore. He's like, oh, this is Keanu Reeves. He's cool, and he says cool things, and he pets dogs, and he's like the nicest guy in the world. And it just doesn't translate anymore. This the John Wick guy doing what he's doing, and he just he's like it's, he's like. Sounds like he's like hurt throughout the whole movies, straining so hard to do this character, you know? It yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds like he's in pain. Yes. And I don't know. I I feel like watching this, I have a new appreciation for John Wick because it's obvious he cannot move very well. No, he's struggling. And I <laughs> I think he's, he's trying like, to do the he's trying to do the, the, the movements though. Like they're all move funny in those movies and they all act funny in those movies but they're also right. like 20 in those movies yeah i i also don't have as like fond of a place in my heart for bill and ted stuff. i i mean i've watched those somewhat recently like i watched the first one a couple years ago and i watched the second one a few days like a week ago and i just really like them i think they're real fun inventive kind of positive movies not that i need like positivity you know but just like you right. know they're they're not combative they're they're just fun and funny and, and very unique and right yeah. I, d- I don't have a problem with them i just like yeah it's not kind of a nostalgia thing and then okay. they kind of did the same thing as the first one yeah in this, they did where there's there's like a bill and ted trying to fix the relationship with their wives is 
kind of their thing, and then their daughters are trying to put together a band to uh, do a thing, and they just kind of both... I mean, I wouldn't say that Bill and Ted part is rushed. I think that, yeah, kind of to your point, the daughter's stuff is rushed to put in this Bill and Ted stuff that's not... Yeah. That's that's pretty bad. I thought they were really good as Bill and Ted's daughters. I think especially uh, um, the, uh, uh, I guess, Ted's daughter was just, acted just like a young, young Keanu Reeves. Like, really, really sold it. I thought they were really mm-hmm. good. I could see a whole movie with both of them, honestly. Like they were real. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overstating that, but uh, I, I thought they were really good. I thought that was the best part. It was it was creative. And if they had just done like a movie where it's like old Bill and Ted and they're just chilling and they have to, and maybe they're there for like guidance, but it's just their daughters doing stuff. I think that would have right. been a lot better. Uh, yeah. Want to talk about I, um, Noho Hank's character? <laughs> I thought it was not great. I, yeah, I, was, so, I was disappointed in that. The robot. So it's it's a robot that sends them to hell. <laughs> that murders yes. them. It sounds awesome at the start. How you're explaining it sounds cool, but it's not that cool. Right. It's supposed to be like a Terminator. Yeah. For Bill and Ted. More or less. Robot from the future. But. It looks like a Marvel character because it's like painted on on him too. It's a real weird mm -hmm. get up. And. And yeah, that's good. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's the he like gets a conscience, but it doesn't go as far as it could go. Because like he kind of regrets killing them. He's like, well, I'm I'm a bad guy. I'm going to be nice now. But it doesn't really go that far it kind of meanders it's not a great character like they could have gone like really far with it that's what i wanted with this movie is to go like way way out there with everything because that's what bogus journey was like they went out there they they Mm -hmm. left the spectrum they left the the galaxy with with uh, bogus journey like it wasn't anything like the first one and this one they kind of went back to the well I thought, and mm-hmm. we're trying to make the first one and the second one, I guess, too. Um, so when they're putting together the band, so they go, they have Mozart who's sitting down to paint. They have, yeah, he was, when he paints, he just paints. <laughs> uh, let's see who else. they got Jimi Hendrix, Louis Armstrong, um, some like Chinese flute player that Rowling. I. What, what's the, what though she was on all those billboards right no nope, huh? no comment okay <laughs> i think i think we i think we broke up there for a second I don't oh know. we did okay oh hmm. yeah. uh um not the worst thing then, to uh, be uh said today i'll tell you after the show <laughs> i got a little call this morning and it wasn't my fault i didn't do anything but i got a little call this morning all right, go Uh-oh. on, go on, Adam. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so, and then, uh, like the modern person that they bring in to tie it all <laughs> together is Kid Cudi. Yeah, <laughs> Kid Cudi, you know the modern Jimi Hendrix. That must have been a tongue-in-cheek thing, there, right? Or I don't know. 
No. 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 One hundred percent they were able to get Kid Cuddy and they, they got like, Dave Grohl. Is- <laughs> they got Dave Grohl. <laughs> they got Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> they did get Yeah, they, so Dave Grohl's there um for a second. And then Bill and Ted's or what I don't even know who it is. I guess it's Ted's dad. Uh yeah, it's is Ted's willing dad. to shoot is willing to shoot them for breaking into <laughs> Dave Grohl's house. Yeah, man, Dave Grohl. It's like Beck Bennett is in it for half a second. Mm-hmm. That's his brother. Weird Al's at the in the end credits. They should have had Weird Al be the guy. I think Weird Al would have done it. Weird Al for sure would have done it. Yeah, hundred percent. Get him with his accordion up there. That would I... be great. Yeah. Overall, not a big fan of this movie. Yeah. I gave it one out of five. I, I gave it two and a half, I think. Maybe I'd go two, honestly. I, I, I didn't want to hate it, I guess. And I I like the daughters in it. I thought they were the strongest part. So that brings up a little bit. But it wasn't as good as the other two, definitely. Not by a long shot. And it's not worth $20 to buy. No, for sure not. No. I don't even know if it's worth $10. Save your cash. Yeah. Save your cash for the next film we're going to talk about, which is actually free, so you'll have $20 after watching this. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm thinking about ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. Adam, uh, can we award this the best title to describe 2020? (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, oh, wow got him i can't wait for this to be over hey uh, 2020 get out of here thinking of ending it once it's 2021 things will be back to normal 20 i thought whatever that other year was was bad 2020 20, you're canceled cancel culture 2020 <laughs> 2016 bye welcome 2020 canceled so i'm thinking of ending things is i'm sorry adam written written and directed by charlie kaufman who is uh the guy who did uh being john malkovich and um he wrote that and eternal sunshine right he wrote that eternal sunshine adaptation he wrote he directed what did Sing he direct? Key, New York. Is that good? It's supposed to be good. Not I haven't seen it. seen it. And uh what is it? Anomalisa is uh his other one. I was surprised to learn that he was married and has a kid because I would have pegged him for an incel. <laughs> Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> what uh what about this would make you think he's an incel, Trey? Uh I you know, just a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so this movie is about it's on on Netflix now. Uh-huh. Jesse Plemons is in it, and uh, he's the boyfriend. Uh, his what's his name? Jake. And yes. Uh, and then his girlfriend, who's the main character, whose name well, changes throughout the movie. Well, I guess we have to do spoilers, but um, yeah, we'll do non-spoiler right now. Well, I mean. Yeah, I guess. As far as spoiler stuff goes, like, 
it's kind of hard to spoil this movie, it I would is. say. Yeah. Uh, they're going and they're driving to Jesse Plemons' parents' house. Um, they're going through a snowstorm. And so they go... And so it's kind of them driving to their parents' house. Uh, she is wanting to break up with Jake. She's, she's thinking saying, about ending things. She's she's saying things like, wow, this is going to be the last time I'm going to be in a car with him mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Isn't that weird? Uh, they've only been going out for a short time, so it's not like it's like a long relationship. It's just like they're together, but they're not super into each other. Mm-hmm. Or at least or she's, she's not into she's him. Not, she's not super into him. Yes. But he's taking her to go meet his parents, and she's like, well, I haven't ever where mentioned does this take him place? to my parents. Say where it took place? It's Oklahoma. Oh, it is Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I would guess because it, the place is Tulsi Town, I would guess it's Tulsa. a small town. It's a small town outside of Tulsa, okay. I would guess. It's like okay. farm farm town, small country back roads. She just had like such that. a New York vibe to her that I didn't think it was Oklahoma. Okay. That's, yeah, that's for cool. sure. Well, I mean, and part of her New York vibe is, uh, well, her job. Well, her job consistently changes. Yes. Everything just changes in, in this movie. Everything. So, whereas I feel like Tenant. I could kind I could track the movie. This movie yes. I actually understood everything. You did. So you did. Okay. It, Trey, if you just have questions, okay. Just let me know and if I <laughs> end up just like laughing so hard that you didn't understand it that I actually don't explain it myself. Right. Uh don't even worry about it. It's just because I I understood it so well. I so couldn't possibly imagine why were Jesse Plemons' parents uh, parents aging every few minutes? Huh? Back and forth. What? They were hmm. old, and then they were very young, and they were middle aged, and they were about to like die. Then they die. Why? Why did they? Why did that happen? Huh? Why um, did the dog keep shaking? Oh. Hmm. And uh, why was well, the basement know, boarded the, up? And then the dog was dead. Yeah. And then what? Are Are you gonna do the red letter media thing where you just ask all the questions? <laughs> no, no, no. That's no. that's a fun bit. Yeah, though. yeah, that was a good bit. Why did she change characters? Why, <laughs> why did would she, she not pick up the clothes? phone? <laughs> why did the girl have rashes on her arms? Why, Why wouldn't the girls give her ice cream? Why didn't they eat the ice cream and let it melt on their console? <laughs> it was too sweet. I knew that one. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> you got that. Uh, Adam, I, I guess. Why did the janitor follow the pig? <laughs> Why did the pig? Why was the pig animated? <laughs> Why did Why? they dance? Why did they start Why? dancing? Why was their story also in a movie? Why was her poem a poem from a book? <laughs> why? <laughs> why There's does she, just why does she change the story of how she met him? Why does she change her profession? Why does he change his profession? Why does he get really mad at his parents for the genius thing and they just start laughing? Why do his parents act so fucking weird? Why do they act like they've known this girl forever? At at, at a certain point. Like they say, it's like they, she starts like, you know, she puts her head on the dad's shoulder. Like she's known him forever. You know, it's like her dad. 
Now, there's an explanation. Adam, well, explain it to me. At, at one, they say that, let's see, it's not that people move through time, it's that time moves through people mm-hmm. at one point. And so I think that's some of it where it's like this event is kind of happening in all these things at all these times and it's all different depending on what sort of thing they're in <laughs> what time and place they're in that's that's some of it that I was able to gather but there's also just not like a whole lot tying any of it together so i guess before cuz i know i looked it up i i watched a video on it and you watched or read something about it right or did you no not really i oh. haven't well then um shit I don't know how we go about it then. I don't know if you want me to to, to explain it. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Go for it. Well, maybe we can mark here. If you don't want to know, it, it, look, the movie is very um, it's very metaphorical. It's definitely an art film. It's not as accessible as something like Internal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. It's right. slow. It's very slow. It, it's creepy at times, but that creepiness is, it's like Mother in a way, I would say. Where it's not as violent or as like you know crazy, but there it's definitely um, it, it it you the, if this was released in theaters, they would have marketed this as a horror movie. I think is what I'm trying to say. You think? I think so. I I think I did read that the book is a horror book. So let me let's I'll go into spoilers here. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I would say like if if you want to if you like that kind of stuff, watch it. If you don't, you're not going to be into it. Um, the book I think is about someone's last thoughts before suicide. Right. And the movie, and like, this is just one dude's interpretation. I don't know. But I guess the movie is about it. The whole movie was his dying thoughts of his life or what he wanted his life to be. So the janitor is Jesse Plemons. Right. I knew that. Yeah. And, the girlfriend is just it's him he's both characters so like okay that makes sense it's him or a figment of his imagination or maybe it was his wife or girlfriend at one point it's it's just it's it's him that's why yes. and i kind of thought that uh even seeing the trailer because she looks at the picture and be like hey well, that's right. me and that that's yeah. me yeah and uh so that's him and that's why uh you know it's that's yeah it's sort of that's why things are very weird and she he gives her the slippers and says they're yours that were his slippers stuff like that and uh and so it's yeah that's sort of the dying wishes of him and then the dancing is supposed to be like seeing his life and then he died and i guess you can interpret it as his job took over his life and it destroyed his marriage or whatever and something yeah so that's sort of i think the idea and the idea of like when you know like what you're saying time moves through people like when you die you know your whole life flashes before your eyes and so you're seeing things out of order you're seeing the parents very young then very old and then dead and it just yeah it doesn't really make sense everything's kind of together in one right. mesh that's yes. kind of yeah and I, I could see that i i yeah 
I get that. That makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really change that the movie is just kind of like Charlie Kaufman being like, right. I got some things <laughs> I want to say. I got to work this shit out on paper. Time, time for me to weigh in on the baby it's cold outside debate yeah <laughs> here we go i did have that i thought about pulling that maybe for like a bad radio oven or something because <laughs> uh they yeah hey man we we're debating that that song now and it doesn't hold up anymore and these uh hashtag me two times adam i know you're all into it that was your favorite jam back in the day <laughs> oh yeah yeah i i go to parties and i'm like hey can we throw baby it's cold outside <laughs> I think the most egregious part was they let those blizzards just just melt. Those were good looking yeah. blizzards. They just I melted. mean, they did it when it was very cold. I know. <laughs> the worst, the worst timing. Yeah, it was. It was too sweet, too sweet. Jesse Plemons is, uh, and I I didn't make this up. I saw this being written a few times, but uh, like becoming the next Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> pretty much he's uh like he's kind of got that role pegged i i mean i think he's fantastic yeah i think he's so good Mm -hmm. and there's always like there's just something you you can tell he's sorry go ahead good oh no go ahead adam you can just tell he's very thoughtful yeah and like he portrays it like so when he's just sitting in a scene he does a pretty. He does a very good job. Oh, that whole dinner like, scene. He barely talked, and but you know that you can right. tell that like he does not like his, which is weird. And it goes into the things not making sense, like because at first he's like really eager to see his parents, and uh, and they're waiting for his parents to come down the stairs, and it's like this very, you know, like uh, ceremonious deal. But then they're at the dinner table, and he just does not want to be there. He's acting like he does not want right. to be there at all. It just it's a weird deal, and he's very good at that. Like he's, and he's he's not creepy. He's just uneasy, you know. It's just right. it's like an For uneasiness sure. to him. Yeah, and I think we uh, saw that in Breaking Bad. I mean, that was the whole that was the whole thing in Breaking Bad that he was just very. I guess he was more creepy in that. But I mean, he's he's had that for sure because he was yeah. more threatening. Yeah, he was more threatening in that, but. uh He's always had that thoughtfulness, but also uneasiness to him. But uh, he's he's great. I've never seen Friday Night Lights. I need to watch that. Uh, put that on my humongous list of TV to watch. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, whole, whole list. Yeah, it's a huge list. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was... Of the three, maybe I like this the most. Maybe I got the most out it's of it. It's definitely... Is it the least accessible of the three? <laughs> yes. 100% yes. Yeah. I, I would not recommend pro- this to most people. Oh, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. You you could not recommend this to people and be like, all right, this is going to be great for everybody. Yeah. No. Uh, it's one of those movies I'm glad I watched alone. Like, because I got a, one of my roommates, like, like, he likes to watch movies. Well, both my roommates like to watch movies. But um, you know, but uh, they I just not a thing. I'd be like, hey guys, let's, let's watch this tonight. This gym. 
Yeah, I watched the first 30 minutes and I was kind of falling asleep and then I was I was like no, I'm I got to I got to turn this off and mm-hmm. put on something else or uh restart this another time because it is something that you need to pay attention to. Yeah. I enjoyed everything at the house. I thought um all the stuff with uh Tony Collette and Daniel uh, D- Daniel Lewis was great. I I feel mm-hmm. sorry for Daniel Lewis's wife who has to kiss that mouth. Is he just looks like he just it's just gross. I don't know what it is. I like Daniel Lewis. He's a great actor. He's Lupin, but something with his teeth just grossed me out. Sorry, it's buddy. A British thing. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. They're fine with that. I know. I just he's good at it, though. He's good at being kind of a uh, kind of a weird guy, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe maybe I I don't know was that too mean? <laughs> yes, that's maybe, too maybe mean. I, maybe I cut that out. I don't know. No one's he's not going to no. this. <laughs> well, maybe he will. Maybe he will. I would you be ever cool about Professor it? Lupin listen to this podcast. I'm sure he loves to be called that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done other stuff. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's some actors that are cool with stuff like that. Like they they get it. You know, like I bet Alan Rickman gets Severus Snape or Hans Gruber, probably interchangeable. Not anymore. No, not anymore. He doesn't. Not anymore. You got to be kind of cool with that, though. Right. If you're known for something, so, you got to. So, Trey, you uh, no, I don't think you do. I think you can be like, yo, I've done a lot of stuff. Chill out. And All I right. think it's perfectly OK for people to yell at you. And uh, belittle you in public. Okay. <laughs> Trey, did you watch anything else um, recently? I mean, well, I watched Pixels. <laughs> oh, that's right. We do. <laughs> yeah, I watched Pixels as well. We'll talk about Pixels next week, I believe. I think that's... Uh, unless I did watch something else. I don't think I did. Yeah, I don't think I did, man. I'm trying to look. All right. Let's see. Oh. I watched... Richard Jewell. Okay. Trump's favorite movie of 2019. Let's, let's hear the review. I I actually kind of enjoyed Richard Jewell. It's, okay. it's a pretty decent movie. Sam Rockwell's really good. Like, that was a movie where I was like, now that is a movie. I understand it. <laughs> I don't got to think too hard about nothing. Mm-hmm. I can just go and get mad at the media and the police. They suck. Um, no, like they, they uh, it sucks to be that guy. Yeah, they uh did him dirty. Also, Clint Eastwood did that, uh, Atlanta Journal Constitution reporter dirty. Olivia Wilde plays a wild over the top. Yeah, I've heard that I, reporter I know, who I know. like, I know that they got sued and stuff over it, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that sounds pretty bad from what I heard. But like watching it in the movie, it's way worse. Oh, it is than even I thought it was gonna be. I know uh, yeah. uh, Leach, uh, um, uh, Will Leach, uh, Will had, Leach. A, had a huge issue with that because I think he knew her, and so he was like oh. kind of talking about like, yeah, I, I was, he was pissed about that. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it was, is pretty brutal, mm-hmm. um, but it is good. The guy who plays Richard Jewell is so good. He's very uh, good. Uh, the. Like, I mean, I know it's in the trailer, but 
uh, like when he goes, there's a bomb in Centennial Park yeah. and has to like repeat it over and over and over again. It's it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also say Richard Jewell probably uh, 55 times in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like the full name, name. full name richard richard jewel <laughs> um was it's, it's pr- they should have had a uh, my coach mike mccarthy play richard jewel they could have yeah yeah i i heard that the other day <laughs> yeah. in an 840 bit and i was like dang that's <laughs> so good um kathy bates is really good kathy bates is always well. good yeah yeah she's she's all sad mm-hmm. she wants all these all these That's two Kathy FBI Bates movies guys. you've seen this year. What's Waterboy? Oh, uh, Waterboy. <laughs> yeah. Mama. Well, both <laughs> she's the mother of two boys who are about as mentally competent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I've been watching. Great. Yeah, I think that's it. I did start a list on Letterboxd of movies that um movies that would be worst first date movies. And yep. I didn't and this this doesn't necessarily mean like The Exorcist or The Shining or like a scary movie. This is like a movie or like a bad movie, like Grown Ups. This is like a movie that you and I put some movies in here that I don't like, but I know people do like. Like, I put uh, Antichrist. Like, there are people that do legitimately probably like that movie. I don't. Right. But uh, I, these are movies that I like or people actually like that would be a very bad movie to show on a first date. And so far, I have uh, uh, Clockwork Orange, Dogtooth, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, <laughs> Lighthouse, Antichrist, Marriage Story, and Mother. Marriage I don't story. think Lighthouse is that bad. You know what? It I might not light- be that bad, honestly, because I think it has enough like fun shit in there. Uh, yeah, that might be a bad one. Maybe um, I wouldn't show it to my parents, but maybe First Date Movie isn't bad. Okay. I'll take that one off. How about... Like, Eternal... Eh, would Eternal Sunshine be... A I bad don't know, because it's, it's kind of sweet at the end. They c- kind of come back at the end, right? Yeah, I, I guess know. that's true. But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, so if you think of any... Yeah, brainstorm, let us know. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to put a list together. So please do, Adam, if you think of anything, let me know. What about Shame, where you see Michael Fassbender's huge penis? That could be one. Shame. I haven't seen that one. Is that good? Uh, it's okay. It's a it's a brutal movie. <laughs> like it's also just like it's not like like it's just like exhausting. That that I think is probably what I would say would be okay. the worst. Uh, would just be a movie that is just like so draining. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, a draining movie. Yeah, like I don't know. Let's another one would uh like knocked up. That probably wouldn't be good. Knocked up. Twelve years a slave. But that goes into like the that's not, that wouldn't be a bad first date movie. Requiem for a Dream would be a bad bad one. Yeah. 
I don't know. We'll keep thinking. We'll keep, keep coming keep brainstorming. up with more. Keep brainstorming. Keep brainstorming. All right. Well, Adam, that was that was three movies, and we got to. Uh, we did know. it. We, we did saw it. we saw three new movies, and boy, is it good to see new movies. And I didn't like any of them. Yeah, wow. yeah, they all were kind of subpar. So, uh, well, did you not? I think like, did you not like the not the worst. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. Uh, you know, it's no, it's it's weird, but it wasn't the worst. It's passable. Yeah. One uh, one thing that I that I heard about, I'm thinking of any things, which I think I agree. It's just like Charlie Kaufman is good. It just needs to be like. It needs to have somebody else involved. A better director in or something, yeah. I mean, it's not even like... Because like, I think the movie is is done really well. Um, it looks really good. Uh, it's in that boxy aspect ratio that yeah. makes you feel a little a little uncomfortable the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like have Spike Jones direct it. Yeah. And he'll go and he'll inject a little bit of like levity and... We'll get some arcade fire fun. playing. All right. Just some some uh some stuff that yeah. will make we'll it get james gandolfini as a as a as a wild thing man you just keep wanting <laughs> dead people to be alive today <laughs> bring them all back 2016 worst year 2020 even worster year bring back our celebrities oh man if 2021 <laughs> all those celebrities came back oh like yeah like the left like avengers endgame they're just yeah you know wow <laughs> see james gandolfini and <laughs> hey sopranos they come, too <laughs> they come they come through the portal like the last <laughs> yeah. scene everybody starts cheering and james gandolfini <laughs> comes walking through <laughs> yeah uh by the way chadwick Bose- boseman died like right after we finished oh. the last podcast right we probably yeah. should say a few words uh, that's sad. It's sad. I did hear a story about him. Oh boy, should I tell this story? Before he died, I guess he was uh, when he was shooting Draft Day here in Cleveland. Uh-oh. He was he was hooking up with uh, one of the people on set and told them that there's uh, only room for one on this rocket ship. <laughs> Well, for his <laughs> ascension to stardom. Well, rest in peace. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> good in a lot of stuff. I said he's dead. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and more next time on Super Films Cast 64!